When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson, and to pull back the curtain, I am recording this right around 11.30 Eastern on Wednesday, and woke up to the news that Watson is out for the year for the Browns, Deshaun, obviously, and did a bunch of work on P.J. Walker and how bad he's been, and then right before we hit record, got the text that DTR is going to start for the Browns, so I need to do some more homework on him. Either way, I had planned on making this podcast all about when the Steelers have the ball against what I think is the best defense in the league, so hold on to your hat. These are uh, a little unsettling. The Pittsburgh offense averages 4.8 yards per game, and the Browns allow 4.5 But the Steelers averaged 5.4 yards per play in each of their two most recent games, and Cleveland gave up 6.1 yards per play last week. Makes it sound a little better than it is, but you know. 78% of the Steelers' snaps have come out of 11 personnel. That's the fifth highest percentage of any offense has utilized any personnel groupings. Now, very curious to see how that changes with Friar Moose's return, which looks like it's going to happen. The Steelers are 30th in touchdowns per drive, 31st in three and outs per drive, and last in punts per drive. While the Browns defense is best in the league in yards, punts, and three and outs per drive, second in points per drive, third in touchdowns per drive. They're kind of good at everything. Yeah. 17.7 of the Steelers' offensive drives have reached the red zone or scored earlier, the lowest rate in the league. 17.2 of the drives against Cleveland's defense has reached the red zone or scored earlier, the best in the league. Over his past seven games, Kenny Pickett has only thrown one interception. During that stretch, he's attempted 177 passes. He also has a 147 consecutive passes without an interception streak going. C.J. Stroud is the only quarterback in the league that has thrown at least 90 passes that has fewer interceptions than Pickett. However, Pickett's EPA per play is better than only Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, and Bryce Young of qualified quarterbacks. Over his past three games, not just the last two, Pickett averages 5.2 yards per attempt, which is only ahead of Tommy DeVito. Ooh. Pickett has the second highest deep passing rate in the first quarters this season, but is 32nd in the second quarter of games. So for whatever reason, they've thrown deep a lot in the first quarter, not at all in the second quarter. Yeah. Of all the quarterbacks this season that have attempted 200 more passes, Pickett has the fewest attempts and completions to the middle of the field. The Browns' defense has allowed the fewest completions in the middle of the field this year. Only the Giants and Cardinals are producing fewer passing yards per game than Pittsburgh. Cleveland's defense is best in the league in this regard by over 10 yards more than the second place defense, Dallas. 
Cleveland's defense is giving up the league's best completion percentage. They also are best in the league against receivers outside the numbers with a completion percentage of just 47% to those guys. Deontay Johnson has been targeted on the outside 23 times since returning in week seven, the most in the league during that stretch. George Pickens had the Steelers' most receiving yards with 45 against Green Bay. Over his past three games, though, Pickens has been targeted just 14 times and produced just 68 receiving yards. He has now been targeted on 17.6% of his routes with Johnson on the field compared to 23 with him off. The Browns have given up just 80 total receiving yards to tight ends this year, not named Mark Andrews. Just 80 yards total to the whole position all year, with the exception of Andrews. They also allowed the third fewest yards per game to opposing wide receivers. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, Let's take a quick break and then we'll focus here on the running game a little bit. Lots of Najee warring stuff here. Hope it doesn't get a little too convoluted, but it's all good. I mean, these guys are playing really well. Over the first five games of the season, Najee was being targeted on 13% of his routes run. Since then, that number has shot up to 33%. Of the 50 running backs during that stretch with at least 40 routes run, only Aaron Jones is being targeted at a higher percentage. Over the course of his first two seasons in the league, Harris saw a target on 19% of his routes. Of all running backs that have a minimum of 20 targets, Warren's 1.7 yards per route run is fifth best in the league. He also has the most forced missed tackles of all qualified running backs as a pass catcher. Warren has been targeted on 30.7 of his routes. Only Alvin Kamara is higher amongst running backs that have run at least 100 routes. Doing some good stuff. All right, Miles Garrett. His 11 sacks is eight more than any other Browns defender. However, Cleveland has a dozen different players with at least half a sack this year. The Browns are sacking opposing quarterbacks on 10.6% of the dropbacks, the highest percentage in the NFL. Garrett has a sack on 4.3% of his pass rushing snaps, also the highest in the NFL. And to put it in some perspective, A.J. Epinesa is at 3.8. That's second. So Garrett's at 4.3. He is the fourth player since 1982 with 10 or more sacks in six of his seven first seasons. Of all quarterbacks that have attempted 200 or more passes, Pickett has been deemed under pressure on 28% of his snaps. Only Zach Wilson is higher. Gardner Minshew is the only quarterback that's a qualified quarterback with less play actions attempts this year than Pickett. Now, here's a lot of Steeler running back run stuff that kind of blends together a little, but hang with me. They ran for season high 205 yards against Green Bay after running for their previous season high the week before against the Titans. Harris and Warren combined for 183 rushing yards and both scored while averaging over five yards per carry against Green Bay. Warren set career high in rushing two weeks ago with 88 yards on the ground against Tennessee, and then he broke that mark against Green Bay with his first ever 100-yard game. In terms of EPA added for an entire game, 
Only two running backs in the league provided more than Warren, and only nine provided more than Harris last week. It's huge. Warren has produced 223 yards over the past two games. He's received double-digit rushing attempts in both games after averaging 6.4 rush attempts before. And during those past two weeks, Warren leads the NFL with nine runs of 10 or more yards. 28% of Warren's runs have resulted in a first down. Only six qualified runners of any kind, including quarterbacks, are better. Harris averages 2.2 yards gained after first contact of all runners of any sort with at least 50 carries. Harris, Harris is seventh best in that regard. Uh, where else are we at here? So I lost my place. A lot of stuff here. Harris has 520 career yards from scrimmage in his five games against Cleveland and a touchdown in four of those contests. Harris and Warren are the only pair of running back teammates with 575 more or yards from scrimmage apiece. Through the first seven games of the season, the Steelers were averaging just under 80 rushing yards per game and averaged 3.4 yards per carry. In the last two contests, that has spiked to 185.5 yards per game and 5.6 yards per carry. Also, from weeks one to seven, the Steelers were 30th in yards before contact per rushing attempt. Since then, they are second best. 6.5% of the Steelers' rushing yardage comes from runs 15 or more yards. Only the Dolphins and Niners are higher. Good company to be in there. Just under 7% of the Browns' rushing yards allowed comes from such runs. Only the Broncos and Bengals give up a higher percentage. Cleveland has allowed just two rushing touchdowns to running backs this season before giving up two to the Ravens last week. However, in that game, they gave up a 39-yard run to Keaton Mitchell. Other than that, other than that one run, the Ravens rushed for just 67 yards on 23 remaining carries. The most rushing yards a running back has had against Cleveland this year is only 75. The Browns have hit opposing rushers behind the line of scrimmage at a 55% clip, the best in the league. 55%. Last week, Harrison Warren each played 33 of a possible 65 offensive snaps. And at tight end, Hayward and Washington played 34 and 33, respectively. Last couple things here. Only five defenses are worse in red zone efficiency than Cleveland. Only the Cardinals offense has begun their drives with worse starting field position than Pittsburgh's. And lastly, this is a kicker. Per EPA, only the Colts offense has faced a tougher slate of opponents than Pittsburgh's offense. Well, doesn't get any better because the Browns defense is first in the NFL and EPA and success rate, both by a wide margin. So, pretty much, take, you know, your toughest test on top of a already brutal slate thus far. Uh, over and out. Take care. We'll see you.